Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. We've got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> So it's uh, August 10th. Still August 10th, just barely. August 10th, 2017. John's Old Time Radio Show. We're back with our two favorite new guests, Robert Crum and Guillaume <laughs> VA. Hello. And what? And what were? What are we listening to tonight? Uh, get ready. We're listening to Swiss music tonight. Now, well, don't say it in the Alpine tone. music. Let, let the people make draw their own conclusions. Okay. Alpine. Right. We know that we know that a lot of people have a, a negative uh, image a, a of prejudice, Swiss yes. music. Yeah, prejudice. Switzerland. We're, we're trying to break that prejudice. Yeah. After hearing this track, there, I'm sure it's uh, all of them. They love Swiss music. I want to go for more. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, what we yeah, just, it was great. It was good. That was the strike music Alpaglagli from Harisau in Switzerland. And pri- primarily we're going to hear Al- Alpine string bands and primarily, music from that yeah. area. And area. string music generally. Right. But I, I'll probably play a few that are clarinet-led and accordion stuff too. Okay, cool. So just for variety's sake. I like those some of those horn bands too, which are very off-putting because, you know, people don't like oompa music. Right. <clears throat> but here at the Old Time Radio Show, we pride ourselves in being open-minded and willing to try anything. <laughs> Playing various kinds of scorned music. We're willing to try anything. 
<laughs> yeah, because, you know, a lot of times we're pleasantly surprised by what we like once we hear it. And yeah. That's what we're going to do. But generally it's like far from the mainstream taste, generally speaking. Yeah. You know. Well, what we just heard, I mean, you know, of course it's not exactly, but it's not totally dissimilar to some like proletarian country string bands, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard to call it proletarian because these are like yeah, it's not exactly mountain right. people. And they're most of their farmers and, and living in the mountains of Switzerland. It's just very deeply isolated alpine ethnic well for instance inbred. like like <laughs> right but like i said earlier like if you like mclaughlin's old time melody makers or well, of course everybody likes them the e hack string band <laughs> oh yeah and, sure you know who doesn't like the e hack string band i don't know because none of, if somebody didn't like them they wouldn't be my friend <laughs> but what i'm saying is you know i mean come on i mean it's not that far off yeah, that's right. It has a certain genteel quality. You know, it's not real rough, shit-kicking, you know, kind of down-and-out type of music. Well, it was beautiful fiddling and nice string playing. I mean, you know. Indeed. I mean, if you if you got a grudge against that kind of music, then, you know, we're... In the modern world, they've, they've got this, like, fixed idea that, you know, the young people, the hip people, that's got to be real kick-ass somehow. Yeah, well, we all like a little kick-ass, I guess, but, you know, that's not the only approach. Or they like they go from that to, like, classical music or, like, progressive jazz or something like that. Well, it's weird because I, I, growing up in my house, there was no music playing other than me. I mean, I started playing guitar How about radio and, and shit, like, then records? They listen to tapes and stuff? But Your maybe, family? No. No? No. Huh. No. My my parents had like two records, which I never heard them play. We had a record player. They didn't listen they to had, like Flanagan I, Brothers and Michael Coleman. Come on, you're oh Irish. God, can you imagine? <laughs> well, I think I've told you this before, but like growing up as a kid, like you know, start taking guitar lessons at five. Your grandparents come over, so of course your parents like parade you out. You know, play, play him that song. You know, and I have my little John's Bay very book. talented. Right, I pray like frolic or something, and of course. My grandmother would be like, oh, you know, tisn't it grand, tisn't it grand. <laughs> and my grandfather would be like, why don't you learn some traditional Irish music then? You know. Really? And of course, yeah. And of wow. course, I had no idea what he was talking about, you know. Come on, John, if you're Irish, come into the parlor. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for all I know, that's what he was listening to. Yeah. When I'm sure when he was young, yeah. Yeah. That was what he listened to. I don't see what the other possibilities could possibly Sullivan be. Sullivan Shamrock Band. All his bands around New York. Yeah. But anyways, let's stay focused. But yeah, my point just being my point being that like I, I always had the idea that like you know families played music together. It kind of happened in my neighborhood at the music shop. Like you got that idea that you were yeah. supposed to hang out and play music together. Yeah. So like I, I I'm always attracted to this kind of music that sounds like families playing music after oh, yeah. dinner type music. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or on the weekend or at a wedding right. or something. That was that was my point. Family so band. If you don't get that, you might not like this show. But yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Yeah. Okay, moving right along. Here's a couple that I really like. This couple. <clears throat> this is a married couple. Jacob and Rosie Aby. They play accordion duets. Hmm. They're very tight. It's a married couple. Okay, cool. Love them. Thank you. 
Yeah, let's not forget that the accordion was created in the in the Alps. You know, it was yeah, invented yeah. in uh, 1839, I think, where, by a guy from uh, Austria. Is that right? Yeah, it's Alpine in origin. Yeah, in a way, yeah, because that wow. guy was uh, wow. was from Austria. And not, that's not Honer, is it? It's no, no. And uh, I will find uh, the name. I can't, can't remember right now, but 1830s. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and first it was uh, like a bourgeois instrument, you know, it was for young young thing. girls, yeah. yeah. Uh, they would uh, play them, you know, after dinner in their room, uh, during the romantic period. Are we coming now? Yeah. It's okay, you can come in. No, I, I, okay. I'm just looking for just uh, uh, a piece of bread. Bread? Yeah. A piece of bread? Yeah, Are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some, some bread. Yeah. Some bread. <laughs> Come on down. It's Robert's son-in-law, actually, entering the room. Yeah, Robert doesn't feed his family. He, he did some podcast bombing. Oh, I've made a mistake. It's not 1839, it's 1829, God. 18, yeah, I thought that 1829 sounded yeah. more right. Yeah. That's, that's uh, from my reading. So, should I start again? No, you can just start from here and you can just correct yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> you were wrong about that date. It's 1829 yeah. that recording yeah, was you invented. Were wrong, you know. wrong. Yeah, I'm not a native speaker, so. Uh, Oh, you got the numbers wrong. Okay, it's the, it's the translate. Hey, listen, I can't get numbers in French either. So <laughs> I thought Vatnaf uh, will translate. Uh, I thought no, just kidding. No, I knew I knew perfectly well that. Uh, okay, but yeah, so it's twenty nine, and that guy's name was Demian. Okay, Cyril Demian, and ah. he invented the instrument, which first was a bourgeois instrument, and then they started. Uh, to sell it to farmers, you know, hmm. and there was uh, some small factories were um, uh, uh, set up in um, in Switzerland and uh, in Austria. Oh, Robert is uh, taking this is a, a very early accordion I have right here. Oh wow! Someone gave me it's a very very early one. Yeah, I'm taking a picture of the, of the instrument of Robert holding it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what we call uh, accordion romantique in French. It must be about the same name in uh, in uh, in, uh, in English, uh, romantic accordion, because it dates back to the eighteen thirties and forties. And um, can you play it? Yeah. And they started selling it in the countryside. And I think oh, yeah. the first areas that were uh, reached by this door-to-door uh, -door sellers was um, was the Alps actually. <laughs> yeah, and really. In my native area, which is the Sav which is Savoie, in, uh, yeah. the French Alps, yeah. uh, they, we found some accordions which were uh, in families, you know, which were bought to uh, sellers, uh, Swiss uh, sellers, uh, as soon as the early 1850s. Wow! So, um, you found. Accordions like that? In, yeah, in, well, no, I, I didn't. So a friend of mine, Jean-Marc Jacquet, Jean-Marc Hello. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Wow. Found, uh, and that's a f funny story because in the local dialect, in the local language, uh, they would call it Lano. Why do you call this accordion Lano? We, we don't know because everybody... Tells. And uh, actually, because they were made in Langnau, which is a, a Swiss city. Ah, that's where they were made. Okay. And the accordions were called Langnauoli. Oh, I had no idea. It was so alpine. Wow. Yeah, huh. so that makes sense that many people in the Alps play the accordion. Well, From very early times. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So okay. we've been playing the accordion okay. for 150 years, guys. Yeah, wow. 
before anybody else, before the Italians. Yeah, <laughs> the first, I think uh, the Italians started making the accordion in the 1870s. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then huh. we, they also sold a lot in the, the Alps, especially in the French Alps and uh, huh. Uh, huh. main city being Castelfidardo in, uh, in Italy where they started. That, okay, did, the, did um, church organs have bellows on them before accordions? You know, they have a, a squeeze thing that squeezes air that, yeah. that so it's the same principle as that. So yeah. it's old principle but the, so the difference is you just hold it in your hand. This is a little thing with buttons as opposed to a big you know, piano-like structure in front of you, like an organ. Yeah, that is exactly the same idea, though, right? Yeah, and if it's a, an old idea. Yeah. In the organology, you can say that the accordion is a cousin to the Jews' harp as well, because of the principle of, uh, oh, I need to a find vibrating reed. What? Anche, anche, free reed. Uh, no, anche libre. Uh, the reed's uh, principle. You know, yeah, uh, yeah it comes from. Uh, huh. well, so the cousin of the Jews harp, a cousin of uh, old mouth organs from uh, China, like called Chen. How far back does that go? Uh, well, uh, centuries. It's yeah, very really? Is that right? Yeah, but it's the same principle. So it's a cousin, and of course, of the harmonica, the mouth organ, yeah. which is a direct cousin of the accordion. So oh. they work of the... Both, both made by Honer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and other, but Honor is a big uh, German uh, yeah. uh, accordion and uh, harmonica maker and uh, who put it to an almost industrial level. Yeah. So they sold all over the planet. Yeah. They still sell all over the planet. That's right. And the Swiss have some special um, accordions, like one called the Schweizer Orgeli, um, which is. Uh, uh, has a special system that you only find in Switzerland. Is that right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. Uh, half, so, uh, yeah I've seen that word on some record labels. Yeah, yeah, yeah Schweizer Gulli. They yeah. still play the Schweizer Gulli in, uh, yeah? in Switzerland. Huh. Uh, uh, over the last decade, there many Swiss musicians uh, switched to the chromatic accordion, the big chromatic yeah? the final yeah. of the planet. Huh. But they still have their own special accordions. I have to see if the Frau Aby and her husband were playing that, sh that special Swiss accordion. Yes, it's could be, could be we're listening for the record, but I'm... Oh, yeah, they are. Look, yeah. it says right on the label there. Yeah, Schweitzer Gully Duet, yeah. That's what so. we just heard, Frau, yeah. Frau and Herr Aby playing. Yeah. Okay, here's another string band from <coughs> Appenzell. This is... Uh, the Appenzeller Strike Music Edelweiss from Trogen. Edelweiss. Famous Alpine flower. <laughs> Thank you. 
Was that two accordions? I know it was. I couldn't tell. There's some really accordion back say. there. Yeah. And the, the main instrument, the hammer dulcimer thing, is called a hackbrett. It's very popular in this Appenzeller music. Yeah, yeah. so Appenzeller is, a, well, it's not one, it's actually two half cantons in Switzerland. Uh, it's uh, not far from Austria, and it's a very small population, like maybe uh, nowadays, maybe uh, 30,000 for both cantons, because half of Appenzeller is Catholic. <laughs> and uh, the other half is Protestant, so they cut the canton into two different canton, half cantons. And this, com- uh, if it comes from Trogan, it's uh, from the Protestant part yeah, yeah. of Appenzella. Oh, yeah. And it's very, very specific area uh, uh, until nowadays, in the early 21st uh, <coughs> century, because they have a very specific traditions. For instance, they still vote uh, with their hands. Uh, Ooh, public not, voting not in the protestant part not anymore but still in the catholic part uh, they every I don't know a few months they gather on the main square uh, in the uh, half canton capital which is called Appenzell city and they de- decide everything with their hands everybody's gathered and do, they, do the women get to raise their hand too yeah but you know they they only the, got the vote. Uh, women got the vote re- quite recently. Yeah, in, in the late twentieth century, the last part of Europe that where women were not allowed to yeah, vote. They they would kind of tell their men how to raise their hand. I, someone <laughs> told me that. <laughs> yeah, so it's very specific. Yeah, and, um, oh, I wonder if there's any difference between the Catholic music and the Protestant music. I wonder if there's a subtle difference that only Swiss people can tell. Ah, oh, that's a Catholic band. I can tell <laughs> right away. Yeah, in Appenzales. Well, that more musicians than the Catholic part, yeah. but the oh. music are quite mm. similar, and there are very interesting tradition in traditions in both parts. For instance, for huh. not for carnival, but some uh, winter uh, traditions, winter parades with like wild uh, car- huh. uh, people dressed as. Yeah. Monster. They wear uh, crazy masks and headgear yeah. and stuff. Real crazy yeah. looking stuff they wear for these these fets they have. In the rest of Switzerland, there are more differences between Catholic and Protestant cantons. For instance, huh. in French-speaking Switzerland, uh, Catholic cantons have kept uh, musical traditions huh. more. Uh, because huh. in Protestant cantons, music and dance were forbidden. Forbidden, right? They had very for strict. In Geneva, which was the Geneva, Protestant yeah. Rome. And in uh, was around it Calvin? John Calvin was that the yeah, guy John who Calvin, started this yeah. strict. Protestant regime in, in Geneva that was so stern, it was like Stalin there. Everybody was spying on each other. So when was that, in the 17th century or yeah. something like that? It was like a totalitarian Protestant regime there under John Calvin. So he couldn't dance there. Uh, but in some Catholic parts, like in Wallace Valley, we could, uh, it's a, uh, not far from Geneva, it's in a half French speaking, half German speaking canton, and it's Catholic, and they have some interesting musical tradition there yeah. because oh, yeah. it was easier to keep. Even though the Catholic Church fought some, uh, you didn't want in the 19th century young people, young people to dance and get too close to each other. But it was yeah. easier to get, get get around this. And they used to the Catholic Church used to allow dancing, but they would monitor it very closely. Yeah. They would watch people, no hip wiggling and yeah, no touching and all this kind of stuff. They very strict about all that. And people will still dance at home, you know, after working <laughs> in the field and uh, maybe the priest wasn't here. And uh, because, you know, uh, what's important in uh, Catholicism is the hierarchy, you know, the, if the person above you doesn't see you, you can do it. Hierarchy. But Protestants right. are, are uh, your face God. No inter... There's no, no intermediate. between them. That's yeah. right, yeah. So that last record we listened to has the, the song title in three different languages on the label. So I would ask you if you could read all three of those or any one of them. Oh, oh God. Uh, oh, yeah, interesting. So, Appenzeller's Teich Music, Edelweiss, Edelweiss is a flower, in Trogen, which is in the Protestant. Strike okay. music means string music, basically. And the title, I, I don't speak German well, so if uh, some listeners are Germans or Swiss, uh, Vergnügte Stunden. Okay. That was pretty good. It's a polka. 
and yeah, heure, uh, which means heure agréable in French. Yeah. So, uh, uh, also, What's that other language on uh, there? I think it's Romanche. Romanche is the language of southeastern uh, Switzerland in the Grison uh, canton, and it's uh, mostly German, uh, but with a Latin influence. Latin uh, influence. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's so it's the very few speakers, but it's a, an official language in Switzerland. They have uh, French, German, uh, Italian, and Ro- Romanche are the four. Can you pronounce it? What is it? What's it there in that language? Orlite. Well, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not. No, no, it's uh, it's Italian actually. Uh, really? I think it's Italian. No, mm. no, must must be doesn't sound Italian. Must be Romanche, because. Um, the Romance speaking area is not that far from Appenzell, so that huh. would make sense. Huh. And so Polydor recording yeah, from 1929. Yeah. They made a lot of records this band from Trogan. There's a lot of them. They're great. They're really good. This next one, this one is uh, from Kriens. This is the Krienzer Zitterklang. Zitterklang, I don't know how you say it. I mean, I was actually just thinking, like, I mean, if you're an American country guy and you have anything by, you know, the Kentucky Ramblers, Elmer Bird or Martin and Roberts, and yeah. and you don't like this record, then you're just a liar. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's the same exact music. Well, rhythmically... Not rhythmically. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about so rhythmically. That, as you said, the rhythm is very important to a lot of two people, you know? Yeah, that's the rhythm's a problem. not the same. It's, they just can't dig it. That's their problem. I agree. Mm. Fuck them. Fuck them. 
Great. It's great. And yeah. they have a special uh, kind of uh, they call it sita, but it's a kind of guitar actually. Yeah, that's right. Uh, called Hats Sita, <laughs> and, uh, which is quite specific to that area. And Queens is a, a small town in a, I think the canton of Luzern in, uh, in Switzerland. Some people still play that instrument too. And here's here's a record by like the hot shot uh, Earl Scruggs of of the House Zither. Okay, cool. Freddie Lisher. He's a recorder around 1940. He's like you know the bluegrass guy of of the okay. that Creens music. The Lou Paris Miranda. Freddie Lisher recorded around 1940, hmm. 39-40, when things are really going to hell in Europe, but in Switzerland they somehow managed to stay out of it. It sure didn't sound like they were too worried about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to deal with refugees from these other countries. They, they were kind of nasty about that, the Swiss. They didn't take in very many refugees. They kept people out. And when they called them, they would give them back to the German authorities. Yeah. And that happened to one very famous musician who spent oh, yeah? a few months in Savoie. And Savoie, where I live, uh, Django Reinhardt. That's right. He wanted yeah. to, to flee to Switzerland, so he spent a few weeks uh, in a border town on Lake Geneva, which is called tonon les bains because he had some cousins there. And he tried to cross, and uh, he was caught and given back to the German authorities, but that the German uh, uh, captain or commander was a great fan of Django. Right. He just let him go. <laughs> and Django went back to Paris and, That's right. and uh, remained there and played uh, in yeah. big uh, halls in front of the German soldiers yeah. during all war. Uh, Dominique Kravik found at some paper fair in Paris, he found a news photo with 
a typed, you know, they used to tape on the back of news photos a little typed up paper about what the photo was, and it was 1944, and it was a picture of Django, a photo of him standing in front of some club with two German officers in their big leather gray trench coats standing there smiling at the camera, 1944. Yeah, <laughs> let's remember that most of the gypsies at that time were that's sent right. to death camps. Concentration camp, yeah, yeah. death camps. But the, the Germans that were in Paris were generally a little bit hipper variety. Of, they, they, they wanted the gig in Paris because, you know, it was kind of a, a playground for the Germans and they, they liked the music. And they, so they wanted to keep Paris, you know, like it was because they, they were enjoying it. They didn't want to wreck Paris, you know. Even when Hitler gave the order to, to, you know, destroy Paris, they wouldn't do it. Those Germans that were Nazis that were in Paris wouldn't follow that order. Huh. Anyway... What next? There was also a very strong clarinet tradition in Switzerland, in the Alpine regions. Okay. They played a lot of clarinet, and some of it's great. It's great clarinet playing, but, you know, it's not Benny Goodman. It's a different thing, but it's great. And here's a good example of it. This cool. is a record that uh, Guillaume brought with him. Maybe you should read this. I can't figure it out. Yeah, it's a band from a tune, which is... Uh, in the Bern canton, so not far from the Swiss capital. And <coughs> it's a Lendler Trio Blaser. Blaser, is that a town or what is that? Blaser? Well, it must be the, the name? name of the guy. Okay, uh, all right. Don't know him. And uh, which side are we playing? This, this, this side. Okay, Pressant. Well, the name is in French because uh, there are some French-speaking people in the, in huh. the canton, but it must be from the, for the French market, for the... Uh, French speaking Switzerland, that's why the titles are in French because uh, it must be German speaking musicians. Yeah. This is from the mid 20s. Yeah, it's a very early Polydor record, yeah. yeah.
nice record. Right, great clarinets. And uh, this um, Alpine clarinet sounds like sound like birds. In that's your, yeah, that's yeah. how I picture them. Yeah. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah, really nice. And you find the same kind of clarinet playing in Bavaria, in Bavarian bands of the same uh, that's right, yeah. time. Yeah. But the Swiss, it's a little, bit, a little bit more lively than the Bavarian stuff, generally speaking, I find from what I've heard. It's a little looser, they don't seem quite as, the heavy German thing's not on them quite so much. <laughs> this, this is another uh, string band from Appenzell. Yeah. The Alder band from Ernash, yeah, which has been the Alder band's been going on for over a hundred years. It's what, like a what family is it? band, oh. the Alder family. Oh, wow. This starts like I don't know, around nineteen hundred or something, and it's oh. just kept going ever since. That's great. And Ernash is a small village. I visited it last year actually, and there's a small yeah. museum. Oh, and there you can see a, a, a statue of uh, one of these other musicians and many pictures, many instruments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's a small oh. museum, but it's worth a visit oh. if you are in Appenzell. In Ernash, yes. Fiber. It's in the Protestant part, uh -huh. but huh. very close to the Catholic. Uh, uh, Trogan is Catholic? No, Trogan is a Protestant. Protestant, Protestant to it's the okay. main city of a, a, a Protestant huh. half-canton, and Ernash hmm. is a small village uh, huh. in the mountain. So maybe you can read this title and it's in German. Oh God. You're better at it than I am. Yeah. Half der Santis Schwebebahn. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's as good as I could do. Better than I could do. <laughs> this was Ernash was the first Appenzell band to make records. I have one from 1911. But this, is, this one's from the early 30s. Tune. 
It reminded me of some American fiddle tone. A little bit like Little putting... Brown Jug, Heel yeah, and yeah. Toe Polka. It's got a little yeah, bit yeah. both of that stuff, sort of thing. In. But yeah, when he was playing those... Yeah, that's those... what I was thinking of, Little Brown Jug. Yeah. yeah. Those tunes are kind of pan-European. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Very basic. So this is a family band, and there are still many family bands in Appenzell nowadays. I mean, if you... Uh, so I was lucky enough to go to that festival last year in Appenzell, and it takes place every year. So if you want to give it a try next time, you, you're in Switzerland. And you still see families like father, mother, uh, two two or three kids playing together, and grandchildren. And, uh, wow. And they, they're not... Pro they don't play professionally don't, uh, they play for fun but play in festivals play locally you know and then well, like when you were showing us that video of those bands those kids they look so square it's almost like those Amish in America they seem like so removed from the modern world it, it, I don't know what it is I don't understand it quite when I look at them I can't read them I don't know what's going on with them if it's just a uh, something that they set aside special and then they go back and listen to punk rock i don't know i don't know what the, what they're about i can't tell it's young swiss kids playing this traditional music it would seem like it would be that way in the modern world but you just don't know don't know how isolated they are and all that i don't know because you know it, there's still very isolated religious groups in america that cut off from the modern world and and they still do old-fashioned music Somebody was telling me about they went and were very amazed by some young girls in the, in Amish country in, in Pennsylvania or somewhere. And this young girl started playing harmonica and singing these old songs. She said it sounded like an old record. It was like something from 80 years ago. She was, she was a teenage girl. Incredible. Yeah. So, But it takes this kind of enforced isolation, which can have a very negative side to it. You know, it's very... Uh, claustrophobic and you know stultifying for a lot of people that isolation hmm. people have said that about Switzerland that oh says Switzerland's people are so stodgy and and narrow and you know so strict about everything and you know and suspicious of outsiders and da 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 and I saw that I could see it in some people in Switzerland you could see these like ordinary people not the international hipsters but the ordinary people you could see this in their faces, you know. <laughs> I'd like to say hi to all people listening to, to, to us from Switzerland. Hope you, <laughs> you're enjoying the show tonight. I'm scared of our faces. <laughs> I always spend some great moments in, um, in Switzerland. Love Switzerland. Yeah. Love that place. You know, because we, we people from Savoie, we uh, all go and work in well, I don't, but uh, in Switzerland. So yeah, right? sure. Because yeah. Uh, you make three times as much but then you for come, the same job. So. But you commute back to France, which is yeah. much cheaper to live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. And you can't buy property if you're, unless you're Swiss. Mm. You can't buy property there. No, whereas France, just you got the money, honey, they all sell it to you. <laughs> Well, that's just some level of paranoia right there. You know? Something, yeah. Very, yeah. It's very. It's a like one big family or something, Switzerland, you know. Right, but right. that that makes a lot of things work well because everybody feels like they're part of the community. They're, people don't, you know, mess with public space. You know, they they respect public space and everything because of that. That's why they were so happy-go-lucky when Hitler was taking over France because it's just another day <laughs> in Switzerland. <laughs> Yeah, but on the other hand, uh, uh, Switzerland has been, uh, for the last decades, a uh, very welcoming country for migrants. For refugees and, and people yeah, like that. Refugees yeah, refugees. And huh. so it's, um, huh. it puts a different light on yeah. Switzerland. Yeah, it does. People from Africa, from Bosnia, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, from Bosnia. From huh. Albania huh. and Kosovo. Huh. Okay, now let's listen to the... Uh, Landler Capel Edelweiss Bub from Zazewil or Zazeville. It's in the canton of Bern. It's in, oh, okay. This is the Edelweiss Bub Landler. And on the, on the label is a photograph of the band, which yeah, is kind of interesting. Photo, yeah, incredible photo, yeah. It's a, a big uh, lady playing a bass fiddle, a lady with a guitar, two accordionists, and a guy with a clarinet. Thank you. 
great. Really good. Makes you wish all labels had a picture of the band on them like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah imagine a, you know, a nice label like that of the Roanoke Jug Band or something. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that was a great record. Oh, yeah. And when we, when we were discussing this with Robert, we were amazed by the number of uh, records that were issued in Switzerland in the yeah. uh, 20s, 30s. It's such a small country, you know. It's uh, now it's about eight million inhabitants, and at the time maybe half of, the, of them. And so many records of local music. Mm. This is the House Zither Quartet from Crianz. I can't even read this. What the song title is? Maybe you can make it out. It's, it's kind of scratched out a little bit there. Echo von Sonnenberg. And it's uh, polka. Right. But polka is very slow in, in Switzerland. It's a slow mm. rhythm, whereas uh, Schadisch is very fast in Switzerland. <laughs> tell me that listeners of this podcast like Greek string bands but they don't like that record? I don't know. This, is, this Swiss music is a little more four square than Greek music, you know. Well, again, rhythmically, yeah, but it's just beautiful string playing, you know. For instance, Aileen really likes Greek music, right. but she doesn't like this Swiss music. She wouldn't like that record right there? She gets up and leaves the room where I play Swiss music. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Shows you how embedded those rhythms are into people, because right. to me it's the exact same thing, just a different rhythm, you know, as yeah. far as what it's supposed to But You know, I'm just a sucker for string bands, any string band. Yeah, <laughs> me too, I guess, but I don't know, it's just, I, I don't see any... I don't feel the difference here. Beautiful. I can tell you there are some dull Swiss recordings and uh, not the kind of records we're listening 
to tonight, but oh, especially yeah, French-speaking uh, uh, Switzerland, and they can. Uh, but when it's good, never seen any of these. Calophone. No. Calophone. Flexible record? Is but it? They're right? not flexible. No. Ah, okay. Maybe they were flexible when they started. I don't know, but they're not flexible. <laughs> How many guys tried to bend it and <laughs> break the record not flexible. in half? Snap. <laughs> <laughs> There's one American jazz band that went to Switzerland in 1926 and recorded on this label. They were highly sought after. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I've seen this label, but I don't have anything on it. Yeah, I spent some, some time on uh, the Swiss flea markets. We've never come across that label. Yeah? No, I'm not sure. No, I don't oh. think so. Oh. All right, well, this is going to be our last record of the podcast. I just want to say thanks again to both of you guys. Guillaume, thanks for being here. Hey, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a great time. I know the listening public out there is enjoying it, and if they're not, sure. oh well. I like to show off and share my collection with people. Yeah, thank you know, God. Just like a guy. Thank God you're not one of those guys who doesn't want to play anybody anything or show. Thank yeah. God you're a big show off. Yeah, because they might go out and then like you know grab up all the records I want that are still out there. Well, that's exactly what's happening. But since you're not out there, you just don't realize. People are gonna say, "Oh, I got to get me some of those Swiss records." <laughs> yeah, they're out there. They're using this podcast as a, a prototype, as yeah, a blueprint right. for. They're on their iPhones collecting. already, looking at eBay. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and then at home they go. They go home and listen to the Rolling Stones, but they're taking all these records away from us. But you never leave this room, so you have no idea what's happening. <laughs> and so I don't you know. even have a computer. Or no. I never go on eBay. So what? You're like you're in a uh, living in a weird void in the modern age. Like you're not really part of it. It's kind of a you know very commendable, a... beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you. But once I was at Terry Zweigoff's house, John was there mm-hmm. with his iPhone, and. Terry was playing records, showing off great records that he had. He felt maybe nobody's ever heard. And John said, wow, what's that? And Terry tells him what it is and tells him the title and the name of the band. John gets on his iPhone. And he's going on his iPhone. And before the record was over, John had bought a copy on eBay. <laughs> Somebody had one on eBay for a buy it now. He's so... By the time the record was over, John said, I got it. I bought it. But that's happened a few times in this room, too. Has it? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yep. But, you know, tonight and you know what usually starts it is when somebody tells me like, oh, you'll never find that, and then that makes me think, well, maybe I should look for it. <laughs> I think we had that very experience. I said, you'll never find this. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the record, you'd already own it. <laughs> yeah, tonight we're too bad at uh, sp- uh, reading the names of the bands, so nobody will be able to go uh, on eBay because uh, I couldn't understand the names. Well, right? I actually put the, la- I, I put the labels up. I put the photos oh. of the labels up. So it's just interesting for people, you know, all mm-hmm. paranoia and kidding aside, you know, it's like people, you know, it's 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 good for people to be out there looking for these records. You there know? was a guy a few years ago that I got some of these records from named Mandy uh, Schneidelbaum or something like that. I forget a Swiss record dealer, and he put out this auction list. There was hundreds and hundreds of these kind of Swiss records on this auction list, and I didn't even know what to bid on. There was so many, I don't know what's what. I didn't know the names of the bands. Or, and what no, what anything meant and so I, what'd you do i bid on some just kind of randomly and i i won some i didn't win them all though hmm. you know somebody else was bidding also there was there was a, must have been a thousand of them on this auction of these wow. kind of swiss records he's from switzerland schneebly mandy schneebly something like that should have just bid five dollars on all of them you probably would have got nuisance bids yeah <laughs> that's, that's nothing called. worse than that but i don't know what they're even what how valuable they are i don't but, you know, I bid 20 bucks on some and didn't get them. Did you get some good ones? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Got some good ones. All right. So. Then you're, the, you're winning, kid. You're that's winning. Right. The last record of the evening will be the Landlord Capel Eintracht <laughs> on the odd Calophone label. Well, I can't, I can't uh, figure out why they didn't make it in America with a name like that. And the name of this tune is Immer Gemutlik. <laughs> These guys sound very krautish, but you know, <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> ¶¶ 
So long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love you, audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's old-time radio show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, That's great. I'm, I'm going to use that in every Fun. show. Every show is going to end with That's that from now on.